It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of Locked On Titans. I'm Jimmy Morris, joined as always by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you today? Pretty good. How are you? Uh, doing pretty well. We've got a few things to talk about, a couple of roster moves after the injuries uh, that we talked about the other night. So we'll talk a little bit about that, and then we'll get into our preview of the Giants. Before we do that, I remind you that we write for MutCityMiracles.com, where we cover the Titans for SB Nation, so you can check out our work there. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at JMorrisMCM. Terry's at FB. You get the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search out Locked on Titans. So the Titans officially placed uh, Jonu Smith and Jack Conklin on IR earlier this week. It was a little bit surprising, I think, that Conklin went on IR. I heard that his, his injury was, you know, a couple of weeks injury. But it sounded like um, he might have a chance to be back for the playoffs and the Titans make it that far. Uh, you know, this came after Mike Vrabel on, in his Monday press conference or you know, teleconference, whatever he did, saying that he wasn't sure, uh, you know, what the extent of the injuries were to Jonu. And, uh, and Jack is always funny when Vrabel starts talking about injuries. But anyway, um, so they placed both of them on IR, so they're both done for the year. Uh, made a couple of roster moves since, uh, obviously, two spots opened up. They signed a tight end off the 49ers practice squad named Cole Wick and an offensive lineman named Austin Pastor to take uh, Jack Congo's spot. So uh, not a whole lot to either one of these guys. Uh, they, they both kind of bounced around a little bit. Uh, we were looking kind of into their stuff before we and, um, you, you know, it's, it's always interesting. Cole Wick, he went to Incarnate Word. That's where he played his college ball. Uh, didn't have, you know, I was, I was expecting him to have, like, numbers that jumped off the page there. <laughs> the guy that's been in the league, he didn't leave. Uh, but a big dude. I mean, 6'6", 257. So, uh, you know, you, you can't teach size, right? So, um, you know, just a couple things there. But I, it'll be interesting now because, like I said, on or Sunday, whenever we talked, you know, we, we think Dennis Kelly, especially from a pass-blocking perspective, uh, is probably not a step down from Jack Conklin at this point. But you now are extremely thin at tackle. If either one of those guys get hurt, then it becomes an issue. Yeah, you hope neither one of these guys, uh, you, you hope you don't get to know them. You know, it, it's depth, uh, depth concerns only with, with both uh, Wick and Pastor there. Um, so it, I, I was kind of glad to see them shut down Jack Conklin. Something's not right. You know, I've said it for, for weeks now. Uh, kind of couldn't my suspicions there. Uh, you know, this team still has a shot at the playoffs, so uh, putting him on IR is, is interesting there. Uh, kind of throwing away his season, but that it makes it clear to me something not right. They get him right for the future. So I like that as a, uh, as a long-term move there. Yeah, I think uh, there could be something more to it than that, like you're saying, I think maybe just letting him get a little bit of a mental break uh, after a season where he struggled. And again, we don't know who he is, how much that that knee is playing into it. And, you know, I, I mean, I go back to Marcus last year. I, I thought at times he looked like he was favoring that leg and not even um, not even necessarily that it was bothering him, but just he didn't trust some things. He didn't he, didn't, he wasn't he, he wasn't comfortable with guys around his feet. Um, and, you know, it just seems like sometimes he didn't step in the throws like he did in the past. And so I wonder if maybe it was something with Conklin, even if it was like a subconscious thing, not that he wasn't all the way back physically, but just some kind of like mental or whatever there that was keeping him from being as productive as he was before. I don't know. That's just, you know, all speculation at this point. 
What we do know now, like I said, is that Dennis Kelly is just right tackle going forward. Dennis Kelly has been really good this year. So hopefully he can, you know, sustain that in a role. There's always, I think, a little bit of a concern when you have a guy who's a role player when he steps into that full-time role if the same production is going to be able to translate. Uh, we've seen Dennis Kelly do it before, so I don't have as big of a concern there as I maybe would with a guy who hadn't, you know, done it before, hadn't been in this role. I mean, this is, this is why the Titans traded for Dennis Kelly a couple of years ago was for this exact type of situation. So good that they have him on the roster. Like I said, now you're just hoping that nothing else goes wrong because then you get really thin at the position. Uh, otherwise, I mean, the Titans seem to be pretty healthy uh, as far as everything else is concerned. Uh, the only other couple of guys, and we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon, so we don't have the, the Wednesday practice report yet. But um, the only other couple of guys that have been you know, out uh, – Fluellen and Dane Crookshank, I would say there's probably a chance they get those guys back this week. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a help as far as special teams goes. But everybody else, it seems like, should be pretty pretty ready to go. So now you've got this stretch run coming up with three games left. You've got to win all three of them. Uh, so hopefully this is as, as injured as, as they're going to get. And again, you know, we talked about it coming into the year. I mean, the Titans have been very lucky in the injury department of the last couple of years. So uh, we're due for some regression as far as that's concerned. So that's a little bit of what I think we've seen this year. So anyway, um, hopefully that'll be it, and they can keep the guys that they have for the rest of the year. Like Terry said, hopefully we're not in a situation where we need Cole Witt or Austin Pastor to be out there making plays because, you know, obviously things have hit poorly if that's the case. So uh, that'll do it for the news kind of update portion. Uh, we're going to get into the Giants preview before we do that. Uh, we've got a sponsor that has come on board that we're both excited about, DraftKings. Terry and I both play a lot of DraftKings every Sunday, and so we're excited that they are on board. They are sponsoring the podcast. Bragging rights and huge cash prizes are up for grabs this weekend and all season long at DraftKings, the leader in one-week fantasy sports. How huge? We're talking over a half million dollars in total prizes. With one-week fantasy at DraftKings, you choose when to play. It's a new team every week with no long-term commitment. At DraftKings, you're the GM. Just choose your players, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. No matter what your skill level is, there's a contest contest waiting for you at DraftKings. If you've been thinking about trying one-week fantasy football, now's the time to play. Nothing makes football on Sunday more fun than when you have a DraftKings lineup on the line. And you can play free with your first deposit to compete for your share of over one, one for your share of over one point five million dollars in total prizes. Go to DraftKings.com or download that. Use code Locked On to enter a contest for free this weekend with your first deposit. And compete for your share of over $1.5 million in total prizes. That's code locked on only at DraftKings, the game inside the game. And we're going to have leagues and stuff going on. So if you follow us on Twitter, we're going to be sending links out where you can sign up and play. So if you've already been playing DraftKings, uh, you can come and you can play against us. If you're new, use the promo code locked on. They're going to give you a free ticket. Uh, do that. So whatever your experience level, DraftKings.com is going to a lot of fun stuff going on. Matt Williamson brings the scouts' perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You got to talk 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen. He's just been a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play. Yeah, I just want to throw a couple nuggets out on Allen, and I know he's a lot bigger a lot stronger, but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3. What's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted, and he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging, with the 
anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws, but his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so Terry and I were talking before we came on. This this game is scary uh, from uh, from a Titans perspective. Uh, I just this feels like this you know Titans let down spot. You have this huge win, national TV dismantle the Jaguars. Everybody's feeling great about Derrick Henry. Everybody's feeling great about the run game, and now you got again another game. You got to go on the road and win, and it just feels like we've seen them let down in this spot a bunch of times. Now you would hope that I've done that a couple of times already. They would have learned it, and you won't see it again. But I guess we're kind of in a, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, the uh, Giants offense is the thing that obviously scares you. I mean, you've got Saquon Barkley, who is playing like the best running back in the league right now, um, just ripping off ridiculous runs every week. They give him the ball a ton, handing the ball, throwing the ball. You know, Eli, at this point in his career, loves to check it down. So he's a guy that has been become the focal point of their offense. Uh, so we'll talk about him a bit, and then we'll, we'll get into Odell Beckham in a minute. But, I mean, I, I think, you know, objective number one for this game for the Titans defense has to be stopping Saquon Barkley. Well, objective number one is showing up and getting off the bus because uh, Titans have had, you know, issues doing that this year. Uh, you look at that, go back to that Patriot. Uh, you know, we're over the moon. We're going to the playoffs, you know. Everybody's excited, and, and then you get blown out in back-to-back division games. So get off the bus, show up. Uh, you can't have a bunch of mistakes in the first quarter and get yourself in the hole. In the hole. Um, so I, I think that's primary objective number one. And then, like you were saying, absolutely, stopping Saquon Barkley is the key to this game. Um, you know, we don't know about Odell Beckham. We're going to get into that in a minute. But this front has been pretty – this defensive front has been pretty inconsistent. Played a really nice game uh, last week against Jacksonville. But it's a little bit – better of a pass game uh you know you've got instead of cody kessler it's eli manning i know eli's on the the tail end of his career he hadn't been playing great this year uh it's still a better passing attack you, even if odell sits you've got sterling shepherd evan ingram uh guys like that and then saquon barkley who you're gonna see a ton of so these linebackers have a huge task ahead of them. Ron Evans, the rookie, he's going to have to sniff out some screens and really pay attention to Saquon Barkley and also Wesley Woodyard, of course, Jalen Brown. Uh, they've got their hands full keeping him contained in that backfield. Yeah, because, I mean, if you look at this Giants team, they started off 1-7. Now they're 5-8, and eight, so obviously they've won 4 of 5. Uh, they're putting up points, I mean, like crazy. They haven't scored... In, in the last month, I think one game they they scored 22, but 35, 30, 40. I mean, they're they're putting up huge on the board, especially over the last handful of weeks. And I mean, they they haven't done it against. I mean, they had big numbers against 49ers and the Buccaneers. Uh, you know, two defenses aren't very good, but they scored 30 against the Bears and the Bears defense. We all just saw what they just did to the Rams. So, um, you know, and like you said, I mean, it's it's. I think it's. I mean, on one hand, it's easier to defend if Odell's out because it's one less guy you got to worry about. But the, everything runs through Saquon Barkley, if that's the case. And, you know, we've spent all week, you know, reveling in Derrick Henry's game. He did. But Saquon Barkley had a ridiculous game, you know, in his own right on Sunday. 14 carries, 170 yards. He had a 78-yard touchdown run in that game. He would have gotten the ball more probably if the – I mean, that game was over at halftime. It was 34 and up at halftime. So I think Barkley had maybe like 156 yards at halftime, something like that. 
So um, just, you know, they're, they're feeding him, and, and he's, you know, been what they expected him to be uh, when they when they took him with that early pick. So you got that. You get, like you said, the receiving core. I mean, Sterling Shepard is a good player. I think a better player if Odell Beckham is out there taking attention away from him on the outside because um, then Shepard plays in the slot more when Odell's there, and I think Shepard's better in the slot. But it'll be interesting to see what they do with Odell, how the Titans defend, try to defend him. Um, you know, we've seen them use a Dory in shadow coverage before. I think he makes, you know, the most sense out of, out of any of the guys that they have here. But, I mean, I don't know. I, you know, you felt good about what a Dory was able to do with Josh Gordon, but then he got torched by T.Y. Hilton. So I, I don't know. I don't know if that's what they, what they try to do, and I'm not sure – you know how I feel about it. They do, but he's probably their best option there. Yeah, I'd probably go with some sort of mix between Adore Jackson and Logan Ryan. Uh, Logan's just uh, pretty steady. You know, I, I don't remember really calling his name really one way or the other. You know, for a bad play or, or for a great play, uh, which is what you want out of a corner. You know, just kind of just kind of stand your ground on the field. So they used him uh, against DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, maybe Odell's a, a little bit more of a downfield threat there, but. Uh, I'm not sure if I trust Adoree Jackson. You know, we were so excited to, for him to flash that, but he really hadn't backed it up. So, yeah, I agree with you. Um, that's going to be interesting. And Apparently, Odell warmed up today but didn't practice. So, uh, you know, there's still some, some lingering things going on there in the Giants. It seems like uh, he and Pat Shermer don't really see eye to eye. Um, so I I don't know. I've seen some speculation that he could be shut down for the year. But obviously, I mean, you're talking about replacing a guy like Benny Fowler with Odell Beckham. So that's obviously a, a tougher matchup there. Um, but, you know, last week, Corey Coleman uh, showed up and got a touchdown. So that's another guy with some speed that can push the, push the corners down the field. Um, so I don't think it's it's 100% Saquon Barkley. But I think you're going to see the Titans kind of attack it like they did last week. Uh, kind of dare Jacksonville to beat him deep. And to Kessler's credit, he, he had a couple of nice balls uh, that, that really weren't able to be caught. Um, but the Jacksonville's receivers did have a step on Adoree and, and um, excuse me, Logan Ryan uh, a couple times. So uh, they're going to have to avoid those big plays. You know, that's kind of been the, the story of the Titans year. Uh, but I think they are going to sell out for the run and just kind of try and force Eli to beat him. Yeah, and if you look at the Giants' offensive DVOA numbers, I mean, they're middle of the road. They're 14th overall, uh, 16th passing, and 18th rushing. But I would love to see what they've been over the last month because they were so bad at the beginning of the year that I think that you know those, those numbers have probably jumped up a, a ton in the last month because they did whatever they found something that, that works better for them. Um, their offensive line is not very good, the Giants. So, I mean, I, if you can get pressure on Eli, that's obviously a, a good way to make some things happen. Get him frustrated, get you know him making those Manning face on the sideline, right? If you can get some of that stuff going on, uh, maybe you can force him into a mistake or two. It's been, it seems like it's been forever since the Titans have had a takeaway. I know uh, Malcolm Butler had a pick at the end of the Jets game. But other than that, I mean, it, it seems like it's just been forever since they've had an interception. So hopefully they can force Eli into some know that really the only way the Titans have been able to generate much of a pass rush this year has been with you know Dean, Dean Pease sending blitzes up the middle, uh, haven't been able to do much off of the edge. So I would expect that to continue here. And uh, you know if they feel confident in their, their coverage abilities, then you can blitz a little bit more and try to force some of that stuff. So 
I mean, that's going to be the thing to watch. I think if the if the, if the defense can come and play well, um, I mean, I think the Titans' offense can score some points here. We'll get to that here in just a second. But um, it's it really the it's really the Giants on the offensive side of the ball that scares me. So, um, well, like I said, we'll talk about the offense here in a second. Before we do that, I'll tell you about Action Heat. Action Heat's been uh, sponsoring the podcast for a couple of weeks. Uh, they make all the heated clothing you can, whatever it is that you want: uh, jackets, socks, gloves, hats, even undergarments. Uh, like heated base layer shirts and long johns, you can get that from Action Heat. It's getting colder, obviously. You're going to a game, you're going hunting, you know, whatever it may be. Uh, the You get this Action Heat clothing. Technology is similar to your car seat. Um, it's got a rechargeable 5-volt lithium-ion battery. It lasts for up to 12 hours. You can even charge your phone and some of their stuff. So it's really cool. You need to check that out. They've got men's and women's clothing available um, so if you're going to be outside, you need to be using this. They have clothes that fit. It's everybody's budget starting at just $39.99. Uh, cool option for our listeners. Uh, if you go to actionheat.com slash locked on, you can check out everything they have to offer, and you're also going to get 25% off of your entire order, not just special uh, special products or whatever. Your, your entire order, you're going to get 25% off. So go to actionheat.com slash locked on and you'll get 20, 20% off of your total order. Stay toasty warm while you enjoy all your outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Okay, so this game has, you know, the looks of a game that could end up being a shootout. Um, we've thought that about games before, and it hasn't played out that way. Most of the time, it seems like the, uh, the opposing team offense is able to do some things, and the Titans offense isn't. Um, you know, I think that if you were to poll Titan fans right now, they have a much uh, higher, I don't know, estimation of what this offense is after what we saw against the Jaguars on Sunday night, or I mean on Thursday night last week. I, I think we should be careful in how excited we get about that game. Um, I think we saw some good things. We saw what Derrick Henry can do when he gets in the open field. We saw how hard Derrick Henry is to bring down when he's running like he was the other night. But you need to keep in mind that that was a Jacksonville team that has basically quit. And again, I go, you go watch the third touchdown run. Derrick Henry gets the second level. Nobody wants any part of them. They're just kind of smacking the shoulder pads as he runs by. So I think they've, I think they've improved. Derrick Henry has been better. I mean, he's been better since the bye. We've talked about that, how his running style has changed ever since then. And so we have seen some positive developments on that front. But I think it's dangerous to assume that we're going to see Titans coming out in this game try to get the ball to Derrick Henry 25 times. He's going to average five yards a carry and, and you know, towards his defense. I mean, I think that's an outcome that could possibly happen, but to assume that's what's going to happen I think is a little bit dangerous. Yeah, it's an outcome that the Titans are going to be shooting for. You know, I, I don't think you can go back to splitting reps between him and, and Deion Lewis, splitting carries, I should say. Uh, I, I think it's Derrick Henry's show, and, and I think he's earned that. Whether or not it's going to happen again, like you said, I, I – I don't know. I mean, we've seen Derrick Henry himself be so inconsistent. We've seen this offensive line not show up to games before. You know, look at look at Baltimore and Indy. That can easily happen here. Um, but this is a front that you should be able to get some things done against. You know, since they've traded Damon Harrison, this is a, a front that you can run on. It used to be one of the one of the best against the run. Uh, now it's somewhere in the middle of the road, but. Uh, I mean, you're talking about Dalvin Tomlinson is in there in the middle. There's, there's just guys that you aren't really afraid of there. So, uh, you know, they, they struggle at linebacker. It seems like the Giants have struggled at linebackers for, for years. 
so there should be some opportunities there for Derrick Henry. Uh, once again, it's just going to be a matter of, of what gets done in front of him and whether or not the offensive line can handle uh, this front. I mean, they certainly handled it last week, uh, but that was a very unmotivated Jaguars team. Um, this Giants team has won four out of five. So like you said, they're playing a lot better. Uh, can they do it again? Uh, I'm just not holding my breath. Yeah, and the Giants are still—they're still in the playoff race. I mean, they—it's a—it's a long shot. You know, the Titans have got kind of a long shot to make it. The Giants is obviously even longer than that, uh, already having eight losses, but they're not dead yet. So you're not the unmotivated team that we saw from the Jaguars. Um, you know, again, I mean, I think that, that, that the plan should be to go out there and, and give Derrick Henry a bunch of carries. Um, I feel more confident uh, in in him than I have at any point so far. And obviously a part of that's from the game in Jacksonville. But like I said, he's been consistently better even before that game. But it, I don't know if you saw the, the PFF stat, but that, you know, Derrick Henry rushed for 238 yards in that game. 226 of his 238 yards came after contact. So that was a lot of individual effort by Derrick Henry and a lot of, I mean, I think unmotivated players on the other side of the ball. So I, I'm not sure, you know, how much of, a step forward this offensive line has taken. Uh, we, you know, hope that they're better, but um, we'll just kind of have to see how it plays out. I think you can throw on the Giants a little bit. I mean, if you look at their um, their numbers as far as defense goes, they're 24th against the against the pass, 18th is the run. They're really bad uh, DVOA wise, at least that's what I'm talking about here. DVOA wise, they're they're 32nd in the league against number one wide receiver. So you know, maybe this is another game where we see Corey Davis have a huge game. Um, you know, like I said, this, this is not a defense that we need to be that the Titans obviously need to be afraid of. But I, I, I just, I, I just am I'm scared. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. It like just the inconsistencies that we've seen from this offense. I, I don't have a lot of confidence coming in. But for the most part, a couple weeks we've seen a better Taewon Taylor. Uh, we feel good about the progress that Corey Davis has made. So I mean, I guess from that stand from that standpoint, you can feel a little bit better about the offense. Um, and, and, you know, again, uh, they should have the opportunity to make some plays here. I guess it just depends on which version shows up. Yeah, there's no reason they they would throw the ball on this group. Uh, no Landon Collins. Uh, he's on IR a, a week ago with a shoulder injury. Um, so you've got a couple of corners, uh, really a few corners that you can beat. Uh, Janoris Jenkins is really the player that he once was, and he'll probably have a bunch of Corey Davis. It's a matchup Corey Davis should win. Uh, you know, on the other side, you're talking about BW Webb. Uh, so, I mean, that that's that's plus matchups that the Titans have, uh, and honestly, it's pretty rare that you have that. So, uh, once again, I think everything comes back to the offensive line. You got to protect Marcus Mariota. If you protect Marcus, he's proven that he's going to find the open man. He's going to have a good day. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think the Titans can score here. I think run. I think they can throw. I think 100% of this game comes down to the production that the Giants get out of Saquon Barkley. So if, if the Titans can hold Barkley under what, what uh, he's going to get his. Uh, I'm not denying that. If they can hold him under, what, 125 yards, you got to feel pretty good about the Titans' chances of winning. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a pretty solid number, uh, like you said. He, he's, they're going to give him touches uh, in the, just, like I said, handing him the ball and throwing it to him. So that, that, uh, you know, again, I, I just I feel like the offense should be able to score here, and hopefully we'll see that be the case. Um, all right, a couple of notes that have come out since we started here. Uh, Teron Davenport tweeted 
that Dane Crookshank returned to practice and Tajay Sharp also practiced. You know, Sharp's played, but he's been limited in a couple of weeks. Uh, Davenport said he didn't see Dennis Kelly during the open season, so I don't know what that means. Uh, it's a little bit concerning, but haven't seen anything else on that. And then Odell Beckham officially limited. Like Terry said, he came out and warmed up um, and but didn't go through practice. I, I don't know. I, I think he probably plays unless, like you said, there's, there's something else going on there uh, that, that prevents that from happening. So um, we'll keep an eye on that. Again, you can get more on that at museummiracles.com throughout the week. We'll have a ton of updates coming there. Uh, Terry, you want to venture out here and, and make, a, uh, make a prediction? I said on on yesterday's podcast, I think the Giants will win. I, I think I'm going to stick to that. And, and look, it, that's more based on me trying to figure out this team, me thinking I figure out this team, which is uh, risky business, obviously. Uh, but it, it just seems like you said to start. It just seems like a spot where they'll come out. You know, maybe you're looking ahead already to the Colts. You're maybe you're looking past the Redskins too. Uh, but it just seems like a spot where they've typically laid down this year. Yeah, I think it's going to take them <laughs> proving otherwise before I feel good about picking them to win a game like this. You know, uh, if they ever if, if they get to that point where they can get over that hump, then you know that'll be a, a time that I feel good picking them. But um, I, I don't know, man. I just I don't I don't feel good about that at this point. So anyway, uh, we'll, we'll obviously watch it and hopefully we can hopefully they get a win, keep this going. Um, you know, keep the keep the dream alive. I mean, I think this is the this is the, the the biggest test before you get to week 17. I mean, the, the Redskins are, are done. So you got them at home. You should be able to, to take care of them. But, uh, you know, this is the one that they kind of stands in the way that's the scariest right now. So, anyway, like I said, we'll have plenty more on that. You see miracles.com. Uh, so check us out there. You can also, again, get the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search out Locked On Titans. Um, and we'll be back Sunday night with a recap show. So for Terry, this is Jimmy saying thanks for listening, and we will talk to you again on Sunday. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite college team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app, and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.